The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Tockman is at third. Swanson at second. One and two. Hatch. Fly ball out towards right center field. Falling, falling. It falls for a hit. Racing home is Tuckman. On his heels is Swanson. And Gansby dives across. Half into second. And here in the 10th, it's 5-3. The Cubs have taken the lead. Right now, this would be the ninth straight game for the Cubs decided by two or fewer. Swing and a high fly ball left field. Playable for half. This should do it. And Ian's got it. Ball game. Cubs win. 5-4 in 10, your final. And they get the four-game series in Pittsburgh off to a good start. That's right. Uh, Marquee Sports Network last night. The Cubs win. That was a big one to get. The first one in Pittsburgh. Book Shambi with the call. And they'll, uh, play They're all big. Every one of them's big. I was just talking to a table over there. They're still uh, talking about the loss against Detroit in the uh, Smiley game. Like, that that, that was a, a, a tough game to lose. Boy, I will say, though, with that in mind, that's, that's true, but your team has found ways to win baseball games, and, and this is the time to be doing that. That's why I said to you, it feels a little like, I, look, I'm not going over the top, but it's, They've got a little 2015 vibe to them. They're on the upswing, and they're finding ways to win games despite not always being at their best. Like even in extra innings last night, what would you have? You had, obviously, you start with a runner on second. Was it Jan Gomes hits into a fielder's choice? Then you walk Dansby Swanson. You have a pass ball, and then a pop-up out to the right fielder who misplays the throw. The blooper. The blooper. He... he, he, he. He uh, he didn't field it. He cleanly. didn't. No, right. I mean I think Swanson scores because he doesn't field it cleanly. Right, and he and he read it perfectly. Yeah, he did. And Swanson, because he's running and he's playing the game the right way, you score two runs instead of one. It was the difference in the game. Yeah. And someone tweeted me last night after you know after every win, I'm I'm tweeting the fly the W stuff, and I think it was a Sox fan. And and look, they're not all like that, and not all Cubs fans are. Our taunting Sox fans and everything like that. We've always talked about this, about like, oh, this this Cubs team, Sylvie is just gonna, you know, they're at the end, they're not gonna do anything, and and like I just responded to him, I'm just having a fun summer. Yeah, like that's where I am with this team. You knew where I was before the trade deadline. I didn't, I didn't think that this team had any sort of a magical World Series vibe. Right now, I am literally taking it game by game, having fun with every game, and enjoying the wins. So, like, when Tyler, and then I'll let you speak for yourself, you could read or you could surmise what, what you were saying to us in the uh, pre-show email about whether or not, like, they're pretty or not. Uh, like, I am, at, at, at this point in the game, as they're extending their best record of the season above 500. I am just taking the wins for what they are at this point. I don't care about style points. A win's a win, and I am enjoying every win deep into August, and I am enjoying a summer that I was not expecting to be in any sort of a a playoff race. Well, I think I actually align with you guys because 
Uh, what I do when I send out my email in the morning is I throw things that I either research or I see out there, and maybe you guys have a thought or something that branches off of it. So I threw out there in the last three series, plus last night's game against the Pirates, Cubs haven't won a game by more than two runs. Played a lot of close games here, but I'm with you. I think this is a good thing because close games, what's the one thing that we've sort of been antsy about with this Cubs team it's the bullpen and how well will the bullpen and just the rest of the pitching staff hold up over the next couple of series and into September and when you're winning close games like this it means your bullpen's pitching pretty well and holding down some lockdown situations and last night was another example of that look I think again as a an unemotional uh, bystander I agree that that just enjoy the fact that they're winning if you made me project, I don't think their starting rotation is good enough. I think their bullpen will tire. I do believe that they have enough to get into the postseason, which is probably a step ahead of where you thought this team was going to be. Mm-hmm. They're a likable group. They play the game the right way. They're not a finished product. And they're on the incline. And what more can you say, you know, for a team that is coming out of a rebuild? Like, this is what you want, Right. Like, this is what you want them to do. You want the arrow to be pointing in the direction it's pointing, you know? And you don't, you, you don't apologize for, for wins regardless of who they are and how you get them, who they're against and how you get them. Right, and I think, like, even within the pennant race, you found out some answers about guys. Like, Edward Alzelay, you didn't know what he would even be on this team. Is he a starter? He was hurt. Now, all of a sudden, he's a high-leverage bullpen guy. You found out about him. Nico Horner... You know he's a guy that you can go forward with. Dansby Swanson, we had all the talk about all the different shortstops who are available. Dansby Swanson is a super successful free agent. He's been the best of the four, statistically, all-encompassing, you know, stats. He's been the best free agent signing of all of the shortstops. Yeah, and you see where those intangibles turn into some tangibles. You know what I mean? Yes. Where just the leadership ability and... And, and, and again, and this is a tangible thing, his fielding where it really, and then the headiness of, of the running last night. There's a lot of things that he does that translate into a winning ball player that isn't exactly measurable in the statistical categories. Um, Morales had a successful year. He's had a big slump recently. But again, you've, you've watched him. I think you're going to find out uh, from Jordan Wicks here now. He's been called up to start. He's a former first-round pick. How is he going to do in September with some high-leverage starts? Um, I think PCA in September is going to be an ad. Is PCA going to get some at-bats in an important month when you're trying to make the playoffs? I think there are so many things here that you're learning about your team. I think Candelario, um, as much at a time that I didn't want to add, now maybe he's a guy that you move on and move forward with on this team. I, I, like, I, I, I just think this has been a super enjoyable year. It has. In a season that I never would have thought was enjoyable. And you're going to learn more about them. Like, look, they've got a couple more games against inferior opponents. What, they've got three more with Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then they're, they're going to hit a stretch of the schedule. Look at it after that's that. That's going to be a little bit more challenging. It, it's, all, it's, like, it's like sets up perfectly where it's the Brewers, and then I think they play all the competitors in their wild card. Yes, they've got three more with Pittsburgh, and then they get the Brewers who have won five in a row, and they've got their pitching rotation back 
healthy and, and in order. They get three with the, the Brewers on the north side. They go to Cincinnati for four. They're, uh, they host the, the, I almost said the 49ers, the Giants for three. And you get Arizona, that's a team that's playing good baseball right now as well, for four. Those are all the teams that are right behind you in the wild yeah. card. So you're going to be right? able to... All, 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 all three of those teams after the Brewers yes. are all a step behind you, like by a half game in the wild card, and you're playing all of them in a row. And, and what's going to be fun, probably, maybe they will just go on this miraculous streak and have everything wrapped up in terms of a postseason berth before then. But their final two series of the season are at Atlanta for three and at Milwaukee for three. Wow. So you've got six games left on the road against two of the best teams in the National League. And my guess is is that's where you will actually find out whether or not you're in the postseason. Because if you play exceptionally well in those series, let's say you win those series, you know, you win four of those six games, there's a really good chance you're in. If you lose four of those six games, there could be a good chance that you're going to be out. Mm-hmm. So like you said, your team's going to be playing very meaningful baseball from here to the end of the season with the last six games of the season on the road against two of the best teams in the National League. It's going to be an exciting ride right. for you. And, but, but then there's like shades of nuance in this too. Just because it's found money and just because it's like an enjoyable year for me, doesn't mean we can't pitch and moan when stuff happens here in the last month of the season. Like, I still don't like Ian Happ hitting. I was just talking with this table over here. I don't like Ian Happ batting third. I, I, I still don't like it. I still don't like Ian Happ, even though he came through as a blue pit yesterday. Uh, and it's happened three times in the last three weeks where he has come to the plate at the end of a game instead of Cody Bellinger. I don't yes. like it. I don't like that he get, comes to the plate before... Cody Bellinger and Dansby Swanson. It's a fair complaint. I don't know what the solution I know, is. I, I mean, it's been explained to us. I mean, even Jed talked about it with us, and Boog told us how, you know, Rossi feels about it. But I, despite all of that baseball knowledge, I still sit here as baseball dope and think I would still, if I was you, prefer to have Bellinger in the two-hole. Really, yes. So, like, what, and that's where, okay, so what is the solution? Because... Is it Nico leading off, Bellinger second? Because Talkman is kind of cooled off. Yeah, I would. I would. Talkman wouldn't be at the top of my lineup right now, and he's leading off today. Like, is that the best thing? Because if if Bellinger's batting second, where is Nico batting? You know what I'm saying? So that way you go Bellinger two, Dansby three. And then that way you have your two best hitters batting two and three. What about Probably so. What, what's that, Tyler? What about Candelario? I wouldn't mind seeing him bat third. Over Dansby. Over Dansby, yeah. I think Dansby's kind of good in that, like, five spot. Okay. Because he's gone through his ups and downs. I know he has, but he's still... It's crazy. Talkman is still, if I'm not mistaken, is other than Bellinger, is... Well, Candel- Candelario, is, as a Cub, is in 20 games, has a... Uh, 405 on base percentage mm-hmm. and then Bellinger but Talkman is like three what is he he's a 366 on base percentage for a guy that you didn't know what you were going to get right. out of him yeah but I mean this is this is what makes a season like this fun and I don't know where it'll end but Talkman was a guy that you, you know you, when the season began you probably could have convinced yourself he wouldn't have been on the team of course you know 
halfway through the season. What, he's 32 years old? And, and by the way, he, he didn't start the season on the big league roster. No. I mean, you could have talked yourself in it. Nick Madrigal, who we were all having fun at his expense, has a 336 uh, on base percentages, hitting 282 and playing a pretty solid third base. Third base? Yes. Like, like a lot of people never thought he could play second base. He's played third base well. It, I mean, it's ever since you bought Braxton that jersey or got yeah, it for told free. You. Yeah. That has been the changing point. you got to tell me, I need to buy another jersey. I'll buy one for Mason. For uh, Seiya. Give me a, uh, okay, he probably has one, doesn't he? Does he have a Seiya jersey? No, uh-uh. There's no Seiya. Mason doesn't. Mason I have still not been able to get over. Braxy's, Braxy's, wait a second. Braxy's in. Time out. Go home tonight and play him all five home runs that the A's hit against the Sox last night. Mason is still in on the Sox. I, like the other day when we were on after the Sox game, he was home from school. We were watching the game down the stretch when the Sox were blowing it. He went over to a friend's house. It was a really hot day. They were playing in the sprinklers. When he got home, he said, Dad, what did the Sox do? I go, believe it or not, they came back and they won in extra innings. And you know what he did? He goes, let's go. He, like an you should have looked at him and go, where? Where do you want to go? He said, let's go. Where? And I'm like, man, I'm like, that got them to 2,700. That's the beauty of youth, though. It's not, yeah, all, I know. It's not all about the championship at the end of the season. It's a day-by-day thing. That's like me in can... the 70s. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Rooting for the Cubs. I, I they, love... were, they were horse crap. But as long as they won, and I heard Jack Brickhouse say, hey, hey, it was a great day. I love the loyalty. Let's go. Do you think he's just contrarian, Joe? Well, I mean, I, I don't know at this point. If he... the Cubs don't make the postseason or get bounced early, do you think he'll be the happiest guy in your house? If the Cubs don't get into the postseason or they get bounced really early, do you think Mason will be the happiest guy in your house? I think he against the Cubs. I think he's not. He doesn't have that in him. I don't think he, he, he has, well, the, like, a, a hate. I mean, especially because he's so young and you're not fostering it in your household right. where it's a Cubs versus Sox right. deal. Because we're embracing rooting for that. You don't know that. He says he doesn't, but you no, don't know that. Not yet. Yeah. But I think that's a top behavior. Yes, I think Mellor, Mellor's right. And I think once the Sox are out, I think he'll sort of root. So what you're saying is the last thing you want to see from me is to buy Braxton a Jordan Love jersey. Yeah, that will be, again, my mother-in-law for Christmas got them Pujols jerseys. I hid them. I didn't give them to... they. Do they still not know that their grandmother bought them Pujols jerseys? No, they, they, they got them on Christmas. They opened them up. But and, and then they were in the closet. You've since hidden them. And then, and then on Christmas, they opened it up. They said, cool, he's going into the Hall of Fame. And he retired. Do, do but they're Cardinals jerseys. And then one day for school, they took them out wanting to wear them to school. And I said, no, not today. Let's wear them a different day. Why don't we wear football jerseys? <laughs> and that's where I hid them. And then they've never, they've never seen them again. Do your kids really know that Albert Pujols is retired and going into the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, they, I mean, they're sports kids. They're sports kids, I know, but your read youngest this. son is seven. I know, read this. I showed this to Meller. I texted this to, uh, I texted this to uh, Field Yates today, too, for Football Fest. Mason's coming after our jobs. Ma- Mason did this on his own. I, he did not consult me. He sat at the breakfast table today, and he, he wrote this on a piece of paper today. Read that out loud. Number one. Pat QB. Pat Mahomes QB. Number two. You can read it as is. Like D Adams. 
wide receiver. Number three, Eagles defense. Number four, McCaffrey running back. Number five, Travis Kelsey tight end. Number six, A.J. Brown. Number seven, backup QB, T. Loresh? Bajan. No, <laughs> no, it says L- L- I don't Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Uh, kicker, Justin Tucker. Derrick Henry, number nine and number ten. If Justin Jefferson is sent picked in second round, we take him. <laughs> is that his fantasy football roster? No, I think this was his cheat sheet. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's got a draft next week. And at the breakfast table, on his own, he came up with his own cheat sheet. I'll like tell you it. what. If, if it falls that way, he's going to have a pretty damn good roster. <laughs> you got to get love, Charlie to help him I, out. I just love the imagination that he's he's at the breakfast table thinking about football. Yes. Not school. And, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like, right. That's what I mean. That's like, what you were. Yeah. You weren't thinking about algebra no, or no. You know, geography that's, class. That's or, what kids, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you were thinking about who's hitting 300 for this Cubs lineup right now. Yeah, yeah. So I That's made a great. deal. I, I I compromised. I said, "Look, you guys get rid of your your Pujols jersey, and I'll and, and, and I'll buy you a Jordan Love jersey." Giannis. I compromised with Giannis. Giannis for Braxton and something else for Mason. I forgot what it was. Wow. I, I consented to Giannis. That's surprising as well because the Bulls are your favorite Chicago I team. I know, but Giannis is likable. The only ones that are outlawed in the house are Cardinals and Packers. Bucks. I've I've now. I've now allowed. Which, again, surprises me a little bit because basketball and the Bulls are your favorite team. And I would I think that the rivals would be most. It's not as big of a rivalry. Basketball rivalries are different. You know what I mean? Than, than Bears, Packers, Cubs, Cardinals. Yeah, it's it, like the last time there was a real rival, it felt like the. Grayson Allen would be a non-starter. <laughs> oh, that's what I got to get him. That's what Braxton's oh, next jersey is. Dare. It's a Grayson Allen jersey. We'll burn that in the backyard. <laughs> I love um, it. Do you want to hear AJ? Uh, this is AJ from his I podcast. saw it, yeah. Did you see this? Yeah. Uh, Tyler, this is uh, play AJ from his. Uh, what's the name of the podcast again? Is it Foul Territory? Yeah. Who did he have on? It was uh, Ken Rosenthal. Was he? Did he have on? Yes, yes. The, the, and this was his thought on Chris Getz. Uh, that this was interesting. Jesse was also on this episode as well. He had Jesse on, um, but this was him talking specifically about Chris Getz, who he was teammates with, but again, him not liking the move. There's so much to this story that doesn't make sense from the timing of it. Kenny and Rick were on the field for batting practice yesterday. Had no idea. Had no clue they were getting fired. They get fired between 4.30 and 7 p.m.? How does that – I mean, explain that process to me, right? I played with Chris Getz. I like Chris Getz a lot. This is not a personal knock on Chris Getz at all. He has been the farm director slash whatever the title they've given him for seven years with the White Sox now. Find me an impact player they've developed. Find me a player that hasn't been a first-rounder or a high pick that they've developed out of nowhere to become a major league fixture. You look at their roster, it's all guys that Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams traded for or signed as free agents that have had an impact on them the last few years. Because if you look at number one picks, like Vaughn. Well, in number one picks. I mean, Andrew Vaughn, Gavin Sheets. Yes, I get that part of it. But they haven't found the diamond in the rough to make an impact at the major league level. And that's why, that's why I always take exception when, like you would say yesterday, Chris Getz catching strays. I don't think Chris Getz was good at his job to deserve a promotion. It's like promoting Pedro Grafol, who's not good at his job. 
he, he shouldn't be running the White Sox. And it's a small-minded move, and it's why the White Sox can't get out of their own way. Even A.J. Pruszynski, who's an ambassador for the team, who loves Jerry Reinsdorf, is going on his podcast saying, I don't get it, I don't get the timing of the firing, and I don't get why this man deserves to get this job. Yeah, I don't think any, I haven't heard anybody who has thought that this was a good decision. It's called failing up. And, look, I don't know what Chris Getz ultimately will be in Major League Baseball. I don't know what role he'll play. I don't know what team ultimately he could find himself with. It sounds like he's going to find himself with the White Sox. It's not the guy I would hire under any circumstances. Why? why he brings I, up a good point, too. If, if Jerry knows Kenny and Rick so well, why, and if he knew for a week that he was going to do this, why did he wait till they went Look, out of the field to, to you're, fight? You're asking for answers, legitimate answers to questions that this is an organization that there are no common sense answers to anything. So, like, I can't answer that question. I can't answer why they would go to Chris Getz. I can't answer why they go to the kid Dayton or the guy Dayton Moore to bring in. When, wouldn't you call I have these no two idea. in at 9 a.m.? Yes. Uh, if you have a night game that night, wouldn't you say, hey, guys, come on in at 9? Why, why, would, you, the, why would the owner usurp the power of the guy, the, the two guys he's, he's hired to hire the manager? Right. And like, why is, I mean, why I, we is that could manager go, back? We could go through the list of why did somebody do this. We could be here until next Wednesday. The only thing I'll say is... They haven't hired Chris Getz yet. Yeah. And the more I've thought about it the last couple days, it I'm not saying it won't happen, because Bob Nightingale, when it comes to White Sox news, that's the one beat he seems to be plugged in on, right? But the one thing I keep thinking about is why would you if if that was your move, why would you let Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn be the guys to make the trade at the trade deadline if Chris Getz was the guy that you were going to promote? So my hope is that they do open it up and ultimately hire somebody else. Because if Chris Getz was going to get this job You're all using along... using common sense. I, that and, and that, Getz, that might be the problem in my logic. What, what are you saying? That Chris Getz would have been the guy making trades? If, if this was your move all along, why would you let Kenny, Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn make the deals? Because At that po- you Jesse's, know what I'm saying? Jesse's article wasn't written yet. I think, I think that was all, this was all prompted when the poop Ke- really the Keenan, the the Keenan yeah, Middleton... Yes, yes. You know, yeah. That, Listen, that I mean, the final straw that broke the camel. Look, look, when you have a dysfunctional family, but nobody knows about it, only you know about it. When you have a dysfunctional family and everyone knows about it, the response of the person who sits above everyone, the patriarch, may yeah. the reaction may be different. You know, so like, hey, it's our family's crazy, but it's our family, and we keep everything in house. Well, once your crazy family is exposed for their craziness. Then maybe that's something that inspires. Perhaps that's too much of the White Sox fan in me, with the, you know, trying to uh, cling to a glimmer of hope because the it hasn't been made official. Okay, yet. so like, listen, I don't know that this makes any sense either, but this was my first thought when there, when Nightingale reports that Chris Getz will probably be elevated from his spot to the general manager. So you're you're he's succeeding to group. like you don't hire from within when the the people in your organization have failed. The only thing that I could connect a dot that would make any sense to me, which is contrary to what I'm saying because nothing makes sense with him, is that 
they're trying to just keep everything status quo at this point for a future sale of the team. I have no idea. I mean, if I'm them... You're giving people hope again. Well, I mean, like, that would be the only... That's your only escape hatch, isn't it, if you're a Sox fan? Right now it is. Because this was the play until you found out what you think the solution may be. Right. And, And it's just nothing. All right, we are all live at Stony Point Grill in Mokina. Still plenty of time to come out and see us. We're drinking ice-cold Miller Lite. Wilbon's going to join us coming up at 5 o'clock. Coming up next, I've got one of those VRBO vacation homes for you. Do you have any interest in this excursion at this vacation home? Oh, boy. I, I'm, I've, I've got someone send this to me, a listener, and you tell me if you're into this or not into this. That's coming up next. Live from Mokina, where the Miller lights are a-flowing, it's the Waddle and Sylvie show from Stony Point Grill on ESPN Chicago. All right, before I tell you about this uh, VRBO, what's, what, what's the other one called? VRBO? Airbnb? Airbnb, yeah. That's right. I got one, uh, a couple of uh, things from around here at Stony Point Grill in Mokina. Bongwater Chad just stopped by. I saw him. He looks great. Yes, very much. Clean and sober living for yes. Bongwater Chad. Good for him. I got a picture. So for those of you who've listened to the show. He walked up to me and he said, and I didn't know who it was right away. I'll be honest. He goes, Shalom. I go, Bongwater Chad. <laughs> Did you know it was him without him? No, not okay. without the Shalom. Yeah. I think back in the day he had longer hair. I'm not sure. It's been a while. He looks since great. I saw him. And I said to him, because he's got both now arms all tatted up. And you're jealous. You want to get your arms all tatted up. I wish, like, in a different life, I would. Well, what, what, what do you mean not, you wish? You're, you're only 52 years old. You can get your I'll arms tatted 51. up. 51. I'll be 52 and. Okay, really? Did you just... Two I, and a half mean, weeks. Right, so... It's not yet. I mean... By the way, it's Anthony's birthday today. He's happy 32. birthday, Anthony. I don't think Cap started getting tattoos until he was like 60, right? No, but it's not me. It's not for me. Like, in a different... If I was... You know, it's it doesn't fit. You know? Why? If you want them, get them. I know. It, it, uh, my wife wouldn't let... It's not your that... Wife, wait a second. You can finish that statement. No, your wife I know. wouldn't let You're you? You're going to say no. It... Uh, it I would get it if I wanted them. It's not about this is going to now open up a whole nother can of worms. But there's no cans of worms being opened here. This is what about, what about giving you the, you're the uh, pregame host for the Bears Radio Network? How about like the Bears logo that they're they've now made? on your lower back? How about the QR code so then you could just scan uh, <laughs> my my wrist and then get the uh, ESPN, that's more likely ESPN Chicago app here. That's more likely right here. Yeah, the, well, Since, does that mean we don't have to do those videos anymore if you do that? <laughs> Since they're uh, stealing all the metro signs. Yeah, exactly. Of, of ESPN. And then what did Meller get for lunch here? Steak tips. He's the best. He's the steak best. Steak tips? Steak tips and cheese curds. He's the best food orderer at the station. Steak, they're steak and potato bites. Yes. I looked at the menu and it was a starter. I was like, all right. Let's By the way, this. the owner gave me a list of uh, specials that they have tonight. That's, Would you like to see the specials for tonight? That's your starter? Yes. It's a starter. Yes. The steak and potato bites. Highly recommended. He has the Brontosaurus burger for, uh, for his, uh, his entree. By the way, tonight, Cajun Surf and Turf, if you'd like. 
Hawaiian chicken kebabs and roasted mahi-mahi. What's yours? Uh, I'd probably go for the um, the Cajun surf and turf. I'll go mahi-mahi. Really? Yeah. You're the surf and turf captain of the world. Yeah, but it's Cajun. A little, little too... Uh... A little too spicy. <laughs> what? It's me, not you. I know. I never Don't knew. I never in. knew you not to be a spicy guy. I'm not I can't a, have that. I'm spicy. I'm, I'm not a big spice guy. Okay. Uh, do you want this then? Too? Light spice. We could get it for you. Light spice. Yes, I want to know where you're going. All right. So, would you do this? Uh, one of the fans sent sent me this uh, on Twitter. Miller, how's your cheese curds? The Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Scrumptious. The Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Is this a minor league baseball team? You are correct. Okay. So they are offering up their entire stadium on Airbnb. Okay. This is a beautiful, I saw the picture. Is it domed? No. So I'm sleeping outside. This is Pensacola, Florida, right? Pensacola is in Florida. No, it's Pensacola, Tennessee. But keep going. Yeah. So why would it be domed in Florida? I mean, I guess I don't know. The Tampa Tampa, yeah. Tampa Rays playing a dome. So I saw the because it's hot as balls most of the time down there. So I saw a picture of their stadium. It is right on the water. Okay. It is a beautiful ballpark. It looks maybe like ten, fifteen thousand. Okay. Beautiful ballpark right on the water. They have their entire stadium up on airbnb they feature 10 10 beds for you to sleep in it's like in a separate room you have full access to the field all night they will keep the lights on for you you can take batting practice you have all the ballpark food that you want really yes can you invite anybody into the stadium with you I, How many people? Well, I don't know. I did not see. This is the description, so I didn't see what the limit is. But I know there, as far as staying over, there are ten beds. They'll give you a full tour, and uh, you have an on-call staff. Time out. I don't need the tour. I just give me the right, keys. Obviously, That's, I don't want the tour. Give right. me the keys. That's why I thought that was weird too. I mean, so you've got full use of the field. You have yeah. batting practice. You have the stadium food. You have ten beds. That's that's a pretty only dork supply. Now, what do you think the price is? Ten that grand would be? for the night. Let's play the prices right here. Ten grand, Meller. So we know we ten people can sleep. Yeah, ten. That's and, a, and then this is a ballpark again, right on the water in Pensacola, Florida. All right, I'll double it. I'll say twenty grand. Uh, it's not Naples. It's not Palm Beach. Pensacola It's on the water, though. Location, location, location. I know. You get to pretend like you're in McCovey Cove. Calico Village is on the water, too, in Tennessee. Like, water's water. It did remind me a little bit of San Francisco. Like, it's not like you're taking a dip in in the ocean. Yeah, you're just trying to hit dogs into the water. Right. So you doubled it. I think 10 grand is all I I would spend, and it's enough. For one night? Yeah, one, I think one night. Yeah, ten grand is more than enough. I think Waddle's guess is good. I don't want to be the douche though and go, you know, ten thousand and one. Because then he could, Tyler could go ten thousand. This is true. So I'll go twenty thousand. Tyler, I'll go, I'll split the middle on there and go fifteen. So I'm surprised by all of you guys. Uh oh. Because I thought the price was high when I first looked at it. 
And the price is seven grand. Five thousand one hundred forty-three dollars per night. It's a minor league ballpark, so yeah. it's priced to move. And my guess is that's for one night five thousand dollars. Like think about like a great you know mansion you could oh, rent yeah. for five thousand dollars for a night. Now you can't take batting practice there, but this isn't like rig- it's it's not like you're taking batting what? practice. At Wrigley Field, like, either. What is, I know, but you got all the food and drink, and you got ten beds. I could probably get twenty-five people in there. You just shack up. I wonder if there is a limit. I don't know. My though. guess is it's probably per. Uh, you know, you need to for the ten every bed. Yeah, every bed is for as many people as you could probably bring in because you divvy that cost up. Should Wrigley do this? Is this no? Is you this, can't do that. Is this well, an untapped thing no, after the season? That. No. That Tom Ricketts should do. You can't. You can't doing a rock show. You can't have hooligans on the field. No, well, the, but if it the gets White you Sox, Shohei, rent the whole thing out all winter. Do what you want. <laughs> I mean, the White Sox have done this in the past. Though. Have they? Yeah, rent, they, they've done it. Well, you, I don't know about rent the batting, it to stadium rent, out no, to people. You could sleep over. They had a sleepover night. Wasn't that a Harry idea that they stole from Harry and they never gave Harry credit? Didn't Rob, didn't Rob Gallus take that from Harry? Maybe. I don't know. I think Harry was really pissed about that. Like, he pitched it. They, they, the they White said, Sox have done that, where you could spend the night. Now, I don't know about what the batting practice situation was. And it was, I think, uh, I think it would be cool. I don't need to spend the night. I just, you know, like, let's go party. We'll what, go have thinking, a, we'll play a game. We'll drink up. I, you know, I'll get drunk and I'll get on the intercom. Now batting some jackass from my hometown. It's Phil Vogel. It's Phil McCracken. Yeah. Well, at, right. at Wrigley, you could stay in the hotel next door. Like, you don't need to stay in, like, some bad in Wrigley Field. I think it'd be cool for one night at, like, a bachelor party type of thing, but, like. Been there, done that. Yeah. I, mean, I guess we didn't spend the night at Sylvie's bachelor party, but. Yeah. But we were, at, yeah, it took batting practice. We didn't sleep there. You're correct. Yeah. I, honestly. I didn't have access to the PA. If I you, had, I'd have killed you all. Do you really want to sleep there ultimately? It's like a couple hours of batting practice, play catch in the outfield, maybe, you know, toss around why, the diamonds. That's why I said only, only you, dork supply. And then you get hammered. Yeah. But it's like, Then you want to go home. Yeah. Like, at a certain point, I don't want to pass out in a now, bed. Now, wait a second. What if you could put tents outside on the field? Like... Is that I'm, how else are you? Oh, well, where are you sleeping? Are you sleeping on a little pull-out bed in somebody's office in the building? <laughs> where are you sleeping? Sleeping bags in center. Yeah, sleeping under, bags uh, in uh, center under the stars. We'll light a fire out there. We'll roast marshmallows in the bullpen. In the bullpen, really? You're sleeping in the bullpen. I could, yeah. Listen, I'm for like an iconic stadium. It makes more sense. From if minor, I'm twenty, minor league, if I'm twenty-one years old. And this is, you know, one night I get if you're 21, your buddies together. I can see it. I'm 56. I ain't doing it. I say, but if you're 21 years old, accessing 5K, that's to Sylvie's point where not the kids that you know. uh, I'm just saying, different times, Jeff. I I guess it's the gig economy. Look, look, I, I I went to Myrtle Beach in a van with eight guys. Like I wasn't, I didn't have access to the minor league stadium and. Wherever it is in Florida. And you had a blast. I had a great time, but we all had David L. Cooter IDs, so we all had to go in at different times. 
Now he's the offensive coordinator of which team? I don't know. But that was who our IDs were all. All of us had the same ID. <laughs> With our pictures, of course. But what would you, which, what would you pay? At you, Wrigley, like what would be, I wouldn't pay for that. Like that's. But he what, just what, call his buddy and get his no, buddy get him in. What would be fair? What would be a yeah. fair price at Wrigley for mm-hmm. how many people? Well, Ten? I feel like Wrigley definitely ups the ante. Oh, of course it does. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, I think at Wrigley for ten people for the same deal, fifty grand. I, I was gonna say like thirty. It starts at a hundred million. A hundred million, and you're a fifth of the way to, to Shohei. Right. I don't think there's any chance that a Major League Baseball team is giving you full run of their stadium. Oh, I think I bet you they would do. Yeah, that. I feel like there's a they do a the Pirates. The Pirates would like. Oh, well, yeah. the Pirates Oakland. aren't a Major League the, team. The Reds, your guy in Cincy. The Cubs have like a sledding hill out there in the winter. Yeah, and like a it, driving range, like a Top Golf there over yeah. uh, a couple months ago. Well, then why don't they do it? Anything for well, we, why don't they do it? They, well, they what's, you don't think they thought of it? Oh, duh. Like, they're just sitting around. I've never thought that maybe we could rent the stadium out. We're going to let the team in Knoxville that's a minor league, uh, you know, affiliate of the Rays do it. All right, coming up next, what to watch for. Uh, we're alive <laughs> in uh, Mokina. It's Waddle and Sylvie. <laughs> we're in. Ah, Fridays in the summer. Miller time. Thanks for joining us live from Stony Point Grill in Mokina. This is Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. That's right. What to Watch For brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. Let's give away some pizza right now. Call her 10 wins. Connie's Frozen Pizza. You don't want to cook on a Friday. Pick up uh, a Connie's Frozen Pizza tonight. Uh, whether it's Jewel Osco, Meyer, wherever you buy your pizza, Mariano's, 312-332-3776. Call our 10 wins. Bottle, what are you watching for? Uh, obviously, Bears and Bills is uh, low-hanging fruit because the ones, including Justin, will be playing outside of the NFL action. I told you about this uh, show a couple of weeks ago, maybe. Uh, it's on Paramount+. Plus. It's called Special Ops Lioness. It's about a covert CIA crew. It's a really good show. Uh, Nicole Kidman's in it. Zoe Sal, is, do you pronounce Saldana? Saldana's in it as well. She's very good in it. It's a good storyline. It's well acted, and and I've enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, I bet you one of you two have this. Did this just come out this weekend? Swamp Kings on Netflix. I have not seen that. So I heard about. The, 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 the story that came out, oh, and under no circumstances... Is this the Florida? Yeah. yeah. But they don't discuss yeah. Aaron Hernandez at all, right? Because yeah. I've heard it comes off as an Urban Meyer PR fluff. So I don't, know, I don't know how it was done, but I do know it's about the Florida Gators. run in the 2000s, and it's yeah. out in time. Like, again, I told you about the Johnny Football documentary on Netflix, too. They didn't tell you a lot that you didn't know... They didn't ask him, and it was spun more in Johnny's way. It wasn't done by somebody who really wanted to ask Johnny the hard questions. I don't know if this is the same way, but again, it was Florida football with Tebow and and that whole run. It's called Swamp Kings. It's on Netflix. If you want to get your college football buzz going, it's available right now on Netflix. 
I've been waiting for this movie, movie to come to streaming for a while now. It finally is available on Hulu today. today I think it came out a couple days ago. How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Now listen, it's an independent film. How to Blow Up a Pipeline. It's uh, It got rave reviews. It was a uh, theatrical release last year. It's finally available on streaming. Again, it's called How to Blow Up a Pipeline. How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Um, it's about uh, activists who are essentially trying to blow up an oil pipeline in West Texas. And they're uh, after that, I can't tell you much because I haven't seen it. But I, people I respect have said it's uh, one of their favorite movies of the year okay. in 2022. So I'm going to check that out on Hulu. What are you watching for, Tyler? Well, we've got college football this weekend. Notre Dame and Navy, USC and San Jose State. And... Uh, even though they may not be games, it'll be good to see football that actually means something on the field. Amen this to that. When uh, in in in, you, oh, in a week we've got uh, college football tailgate. Correct? Yes, on September second, that's our first show. But we do have the podcast out now for anyone that wants to get a little preview of everything going on in college football. And that's on the ESPN Chicago app. Correct. All right, there you go. So don't forget, tomorrow we've got Bears football. Our pregame activity begins at eight in the morning. With Black and Abdallah, Dion and me will have uh, the pregame show from Soldier Field. We'll be uh, uh, just inside Gate O. So uh, check us out there. A cast of thousands for the pregame show. The game at noon at Soldier Field against the Bills. Lots of fun. Don't forget, we take your calls in all of our pregame shows, post games as well, and even the halftime. So if you have something you want to vent about or compliment, uh, call us at 332-3776. Speaking about calling, Michael Wilbon calls into the show coming up next. Uh, let's see if he remembers Chris Jones coming up to him oh, yeah. in that Super Bowl dinner. And does he want him on our Bears? Would he trade for him right now? We'll uh, talk to Wilbon about that coming up next.